You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. very happy, happy to be in church, happy to be at the Greater Love Encounter service. Well, let's get started with our first ministration, and we're going to be blessed with some beautiful singing. So without further ado, let's welcome the Greater Love Gospel Choir. Wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus As I bow before your throne And I kneel before your cross Your mercy is what I need Please have mercy on me I'm turning from my past Lord, show me your grace Jesus, I want to thank you for my salvation for making room for me I want to live my life Saying thank you for my salvation I am the Lord Wash me my soul And gave me the salvation My salvation
some gifts that you never knew that you had well today I'm sure we are going to recognize even more gifts the Bible said that he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their distractions so I believe that as the word of God comes today you shall be delivered in the name of Jesus I believe that there's healing in store for you today in the name of Jesus so if you're excited as I am let us welcome our pastor Bishop Richard I I 
Thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit amongst us. Thank you that the preaching of your word is the sowing of the seed of the word of God, Lord. May our hearts be watered. May our hearts be fertile. May our souls and our spirits be ready to receive. Thank you for fruitfulness. I curse barrenness. I curse doubt. I curse fear. Thank you for fruitfulness, Lord. At the hearing of your word in Jesus' name, and all shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seats. Well, good to see all of you again. Are you happy to be here? So, we talked about developing your potential, isn't it? Yes, it's your potential developing. Do you remember all your potentials? Beautiful. You want to go through the different potentials we have? Okay. Number one is what? You are waiting to be helped, isn't it? I always think that you are reading notes here. Then when I turn around and I'll see that uh, you are reading to me. So go into your notes because nothing is coming up. Oh, you want you want this? Okay. So tell me from your notes. What did I ask you? Potentials, not principles. I asked you for the potentials. So what's the first potential? Apostle. Okay. Number two is what? Prophet. Three is what? How many of you think you can become an apostle? By the grace of God. <laughs> By the grace of God. Of course, by the grace of God. By the grace of God. What about prophet? How many of you like to enter into the prophetic? Prophetic. By the grace. And then the third one is what? Teacher. Teacher. How many of you like to be teachers of the word? Teachers. Teachers of the word. Okay, next one is what? Miracle workers. May you receive the grace of miracle working. Yes. Next one is what? Gifts of healing. Wow. Gifts of healing. Ah, they are helping you. No, look, I want them to read from the notes. So take it off, okay? When we get to principles that you can help them, this one. Yes. By now that you have it. Next one is what? Helps. 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 Those of you in the helps ministry, and those of you who can see that there's helps ministry, do it well. Flow. In it because there are a lot of helps that are needed to have a church and to build a church. So helps. You understanding helps, isn't it? Helps. Next is what? Government. 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 
That's leadership. That's leadership. That's ruling. That's governing. Government. Next is what? Diversities of tongues. Beautiful. And the next one is what? Pastors. 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 LPs. Yes. Pastors and LPs. I'm sure today I want to talk to you about pastors. Yes. And then, and then another one is what? Evangelists. Evangelists. Beautiful. Soul winners. Soul winners. The next one is what? Ministry. <laughs> or ministry. That's like seven. That's like seven. Ministry. Is that the last one? No. And then what's the next one? Exhortation. Exhortation. Yes, exhortation. Exhortation. That's the encouragers. The people who encourage you. They encourage you. There's some people when you go to them, you receive encouragement. You receive exhortation. With scriptures, they will, uh, you will be exhorted. That means that you will be encouraged with scriptures, not, not ideas, not nice ideas, but you will be encouraged with scriptures, with the word of God. That's exhortation, exhortation. It's a gift that people have. It's a gift that, it's a gift that counselors have. Counselors will encourage you. So those of you, when you go to a counselor, you don't like it when they are quoting scriptures. What, what you don't understand is that a gift is being used. A gift is being used. So if the council has a gift, the council will be using scriptures. Scriptures. Instead of, instead of just sayings. Instead of clever sayings. Clever sayings and clever words. And words that, you know. I just saw, I just saw in one of the offices up there that uh, Kia, like we are in the Kia over. That Kia is, um, they like to inspire. It's like they're into inspiring. You know, but I said, that, that's, not, that's not the scripture. So we like to inspire. So we, we welcome people with different ideas for inspiration. So it's like when you come around, you'll be inspired. You see, you've been encouraged and inspired, but it is not a verse. So there are nice sayings. There are nice things that can be said, but it is not based on scripture. So I'm saying to us that look out for scripture. Look out for people who use scriptures. Because we are Bible-believing people. Not just, not, just, not just clever ideas. That's what clever ideas. There are a lot of clever ideas. There are a lot of clever ideas in this world. There are a lot of clever ideas. There are a lot of, there are a lot of sayings. You know, there are a lot of sayings. Somebody will say that the old man sitting under the Iroko tree sees further than the young man who has climbed the Iroko tree. It's a, it's a nice saying, but it's not scripture. Sitting under a tree and climbing a tree. It's, I mean... It's a, it's a, I mean, I don't know whether it's even a dark saying or a transparent saying. It's a saying. Yes, it's a, it's a saying. But it's not, it's not scripture. I, I, I remember once I had, I had um, an accident, a car accident, and my car was totally destroyed. Then this brother walks to me. Then he, say, he, says, he says to me that there's a saying. <laughs> he didn't quote scripture. He said there's a saying. It's a saying that when the chief, the chief's house bends, it means that he's going to receive a better house. So I shouldn't worry about my car that is destroyed. Yes. It was an encouraging saying, but it's not the Bible. That the chief, in the first place, you are calling me chief. <laughs> so there's a saying that when the chief's house bends, 
Nice saying. I mean, I must admit, I was encouraged that evening. I was encouraged, but it's not, it's not, it's not scripture. It's not scripture. The Bible says God watches upon his word to perform it. Not the chief's house that has bent down and that he's going to get a new house. So it's exhortation, exhortation, counseling. Counseling must be based on scriptures. Scriptures. That's why we give you counselors. We give you pastors, uh, shepherds, leaders to counsel you. Not any random person. You can't just go to any random person you see walking around wearing uniform. They just go to a person for counseling. That's not, that's, that, that's not, that's not why we are here. We are here for church. Do you understand? We are here for church. So you, you put, sometimes people have to grow up and also mature a bit. Do you understand? Now I said, hey, you just see a bus driver. Bus, dri- bus driver, my tummy is hurting. Can you pray for me? That's childishness. He's doing his work. He's a bus driver. Uh-huh. He's a bus driver. He's doing his work. Do you, do you understand what, what I'm saying? Yes. He doesn't go to anybody you meet. Or you come here because we are the over. Then you meet the security guy at the gate. And say that, uh, Mr. Mr. Security Man, uh, my, my, father, my father didn't give me money. So, uh, can you help? That is not why we are here. Do you understand? We are not here to receive counsel from every Tom, Dick, and Harry. You, you, you have to see the difference and you have to... Really, you really understand things. I mean, can you imagine as you are walking in? You just meet at the gate. They say, uh, 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 today, my mother is not talking to me. Or my student loan has income. No, you are looking for exhortation. It's a gift. It's a gift of the spirit. And it's scripture based. We use Bible to encourage. We use Bible to exhort. Oh, you sit in the Uber, the Uber driver, I start telling the Uber driver all your problems. I mean, who trained you? You, are, you have to know the difference between a church and then uh, whatever there is that is not church. Yes. You, you just have to know the difference. So you don't feel that as we encourage you, talk to your pastors, talk to your shepherd. It means that anybody, anybody who you see who seems uh, important is a counselor. Can you see the difference? Yes. So exhortation. What other gift do we have there? What? Given. Ah, yes. We even have a song, give, and it shall be given unto you. Yes, give. Shall be given on you. So given. And when you are given, the scripture says, give with simplicity. Give with simplicity. Don't become a lord and puffed up because you have, because you have the ability to give. You give with simplicity. Be calm when you are giving. Be calm. Know that it is God who giveth the power to get wealth. Yes. So be calm. Be cool. Okay. And then what else do you have? What? Ruling. Okay. That's, that's leadership again. Ruling, that's leadership again. What else do you have? Showing mercy. Showing mercy. mercy. How many of you would like to meet somebody who has the gift of showing mercy? Yes. Yes. Because you need it. You need it. If if there's no mercy, you'll be wiped out. You'll be wiped out. It's called one, two, buckle my shoe, three, four, shut the door on your way out. No, I mean... (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so there's mercy. Mercy is when you make a mistake 
And the person who's supposed to judge looks away from your mistake. Looks away. Looks away. Art of leadership is the art of overlooking faults. Yes. You see, sometimes when your fault is overlooked, some people feel it means it's okay. Yes, because nothing was said. Some people actually like, like to be blasted. I don't know why they like to be blasted. They like, they like blasting. I know, I know a tribe from a certain country. Uh, the leaders there can complain. He said that my husband doesn't like me because he doesn't beat me. Yes, it's a tribe. It's a tribe. It's a tribe. It's a tribe. Yes. So if he loves me, he will beat me. Yes, he doesn't beat me, so he doesn't love me. You can't imagine it, isn't it? Yes, don't, don't imagine it. It will never be your portion. Yeah, don't imagine. Don't, ima- don't imagine it at all. Look, do you know we haven't started today's sermon? As you are, as you are chatting with me. Yes. So... So you need mercy, isn't it? The art of leadership is the art of overlooking faults. So when your faults are overlooked, don't think that it means it's okay or it is not as serious as it is. It is serious. It is serious. It's not, it's not acceptable. Do you understand? But it is mercy because we all need mercy. So you have to be given another chance. You have to give you another chance. Another chance. Yeah, Bangers, has God not given you as many chances? Yes. Yeah. Has your faults not been overlooked? It's been overlooked, isn't it? Yes. I mean, from IOE till now, has your faults not been overlooked? Yes. Your faults have been overlooked. Yes. Yes. What do you walk around as a man of God? Yes. Yes, you tell me that you are looking forward to see me. It's because of me that you are passing through London. I mean, my mother tells me I was born on a Sunday, but but not today, not today, not today. So you you sit down. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're happy to see you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Just don't tell me that you are looking forward to see me. It's because of me. It's because of me that you are breaking your trip. In London, I mean. How many of you think it's because of me? Apart from him, it's just him, isn't it? He's the only one who thinks it's because of me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Are you aware of why he's here? You're aware, isn't it? You're aware. Okay, relax. Relax now. Relax now. Relax now. I just read the message and I shook my head. I said, I said, children of today. Children of today. Look at look at what they are doing. These children. <laughs> I think sometimes children forget that grown-ups were children before. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I realized that. So anyway, are, are we done with your uh, 14, your 14 gifts? 15 gifts. Okay, with your 15 gifts. Okay, now the principles. Show us the principles so we can read it quickly. Principle number one is what? The principle of knowing what you can become. So that's why I've given you 15 things you can become. 
and you can become several of them. You can have several gifts. It's not like it's not like just one each. You can have several of them, as many as you want, as many as you desire. Number two is what? The principle of becoming anything. That, that's to say that as many as you can, the principle of becoming anything, any of the things we listed, as many of them you can become, you can desire. The next one, as becoming anything in the house of God. Number three is what? Oh, why don't you read it like, uh, I mean, you've gone past year three. Shall we try again? Yes. Principle number, number three is what? The principle of having a desire and hunger for God and his grace. Yes, the principle of having a hunger and desire. What? For God and his gifts. Yes. Do you long for God? Or you long for other things? You know, you're the only person who can answer. Number four is what? The the principle of having no reputation. I don't know whether you are aware, but if you are conscious of your reputation, you don't do well in many spheres of life. Many, many areas, especially in church. If you are very conscious of who you are, conscious of your age, conscious of your background, conscious of what you've achieved, what you've done, you, you, don't, you don't do, you can't, you can't even receive the gift and even start using the gift because you are very conscious of yourself. Conscious of yourself, you don't take nonsense. You don't tolerate this. You can't accept this. You see, because in, in your thinking of yourself and your reputation, you start making comparisons. So you start asking yourself, why should this one talk to me like this? Why should this person relate with me like this? Why should I do this? So you, you end up not using your gift. So it's, this is a very important thing because many fall at this point. Many, and many end up and dry up at this point. Reputation. Repute. You see, by the grace of God, the older you get, life will get better for you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Uh-huh. So, as you, and, and we, are not, we are not that old. The average age here is, I mean, it's, a, it's still a child. You understand? I mean, I mean, you are happy I'm saying that, isn't it? Yes. You're not, you're not. Don't mind, don't mind the ready at 20 people. You're not, you're not old. Don't mind them at all. I don't know why you allow them to make you feel old, but you are not old. I mean, how can? Okay, you sit down. You sit down. You sit down. Yes. Even though, even though they, they stand up faster than you, but it's okay. You still sit. <laughs> okay, sit, 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 sit. Okay, you've made your point. Sit. Are you listening? Are you listening? Yes, listen. Listen carefully. Yes. You're not, you're not old. How can a 26-year-old be old? I mean, how can, how can even a 32 or a 33-year-old person be old? I mean, how? I mean, I saw, I saw two men fighting yesterday. One of them was like 35. Yes, 35. I don't know how old the other, the one who was beaten. How old is it? Both are 35. They're two 35 year olds. They, fight, they were fighting, beating each other. One was really beaten. I mean, I thought he would be the one who would be beaten, but I was surprised that he was beating, I mean, so much. Yes. 
I thought you'd be beating. Why that thing you would be the one who'd be beating? Because he was talking a lot. He was talking more than the other one. So I knew the other one was stronger because he wasn't saying much. People who don't say much, I mean, they are very, they are dangerous. (laughs) Anyway, so your reputation, okay? Your reputation. Try not to be conscious of your reputation when it gets to working and working for God. If you become conscious of who I am, how much I earn, where I work, I have a chair where I work. Who stands where they work? Don't be so conscious of some things. Otherwise, someone will laugh at you. You'll be surprised that you'll be mentioned that someone will just start laughing. That, but, I mean, is this, is, this also, is this also an achievement? Is this also an achievement? Don't, don't think too much about things. Hmm? Okay. The next one is what? Yes, it, it also, it's also linked to your reputation. Don't think that I'm being mistreated, I'm being robbed, I'm being cheap. Because Jesus didn't have that mind. The next one is what? The principle of taking upon you if the form of a servant. And I gave you different signs of servants. Different signs of servants. And then the last one was what? Yes, the principle of obedience, even extreme obedience. Is there anything that God can ask from you that you say is too much or is too hard? There should be nothing. There should be nothing that God will require from you. That Can you do this? Can you make this sacrifice for me? That God will give you an instruction. It's like it's too much. It's too much. What God is saying is too much. There should be nothing. Also, obedience, even extreme obedience. That's, that was Jesus. Even the death of the cross. The death on the cross. He died on the cross. He obeyed. So that is our example. Obedience, even extreme obedience. So today, let's take one of the gifts. Are we done with the principles? Is it seven or eight? Two more? Okay. The next one is what? The principle of never saying never. With God, all things are possible. God can do anything. Once God calls you and God tells you, do this, never say to God, never. Never say that, no, God, it's not possible. God, I can't do it. God, take your time. God is too much. Yes, God, you are too ambitious. Yes, never say never. And then the last one is the principle of following the flow. Follow the spirit. As the spirit leads, as the spirit moves, follow it. Okay? So follow the flow. Okay, so today we want to, we want to talk about um, developing, developing um, what? Let me give you my right title. Developing something. You want, to, you want to learn about how to develop some of the things, isn't it? So, how to develop your pastoral ministry. Okay, now. For all the gifts, and perhaps um, especially this one, one of the things I would like to make clear to us is Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 4. You know, you see, sometimes, sometimes when you um, encourage and you talk about something so much, before we realize it's losing its value. You know, it's losing its value. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like how, it's like how um, marriage has become in the world we live in now. It's like, 
People have heard marriage, 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 marriage. Now, now when you go to some cultures, some places in the world, but most places in the world, people just live together and they call it marriage. So it's like the institution of marriage has been, has been thrown away. It's like once it's male or female. Even now, it's even advanced. The sex doesn't even matter. Do you understand? So it's, it's like the, the real thing, what the Bible says about that concept is lost because of the increase of it. And because of, it's like, it's like, it's necessary, it's needed. Let's do this, let's do it. So you see that marriage is one of the most abused things. It's that people don't have any respect or regard for it. They just, it's like, it's like they just live together. It's like, we just live together. If you like, talk. Well, it's like when you come to church, it's like, if you like, talk. If you talk, I'll leave the church. I'll go to a church where they don't talk about such things. Go to a church where they, they leave us to live anyhow and to do things in, in any way. And to, you know, we should, just, we should just say, but marriage, you have to respect marriage. Marriage was instituted by God. You have to bring your marriage to the altar. To get God's blessing, to do things the right way. We teach, we teach depending on, 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 on what's required from uh, um, your life. See, you see, marriage is like a family thing. It's family and then it's God. So family and God. So depending on which family you come from, the family may have requirements that you have to do this. Yesterday I saw videos of somebody doing uh, uh, some family marriage. But you see, after he's finished the family marriage, he hasn't married because he's a Christian. So now he needs the God part. Uh-huh. He can't say she's my wife, even though the family will say, be saying that we've given her to you. He, 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 can't, he can't say I have, I have, I have taken her. <laughs> no matter how hungry he is, he should control himself. Yes. And do the right thing. And do the right thing. If he wanted, he could have invited me to that family meeting and say, bless us here. Then he's free. And I could have done it for him last night. But he didn't ask me. Yes. He could have, he could have, he could have said, Bishop, come and bless it. So that, you see, because it's not, it's not like you need a white gown or you need a whore, you need a thousand people. No, what you need is the blessing of God to come and bless it. Exchange your vows and then the blessing. It can be done anywhere. We can even do it on the bus. Yes. But at the end of the day, you have a Christian priest. Yes, a Christian priest. To officiate that bet and to bless it. They know that, yes, God has blessed this thing. But you see now, people live together. It's, it's, almost, like, sometimes it's almost like if you like talk. Because it's like, you know, pastors today are very much into church growth. You know, church growth and then we love. We, I mean, look. The time that some of you have become Christians, you are, you are very pampered. Very, very pampered. Visiting you, checking on you. Are you okay? Is everything okay? Last week I didn't see you in church. Where were you sitting? In the front, in the back, or the middle? I mean, where were you? Are you okay? I mean, it's, like, it's, as, if, it's as if the pastor needs you for his Christianity to be complete. Yes. It's as though the, the pastor needs you for his Christianity to be complete. But he doesn't. 
He's only trying to help you to be a Christian. So you see such such people when they start when they start living lives that they shouldn't be living, you see it's like the pastor can't say anything. It's like nobody says anything. It's like nobody it's like if you say it, I will leave. And I just hope that you understand that you're leaving, you're leaving heads because you are leaving and becoming a candidate for hell. Yes, that is why you're leaving heads. Not because someone will get a pay cut. Or anointing will drop. And anointing will not even change by an ounce. But your presence or absence, not even an ounce. Do you understand ounce, pounds and ounces? Yes, or I should say kilograms and grams. You're not even changed by a gram. But an ounce, you remember that? Ounce. Yes. It doesn't change. But it's like, it's like such, it's like such a soul, such a nice soul, a wonderful person will lose their faith. And it's losing their faith. That is why we'll comment and address some issues. <laughs> and we'll care about you. That's why you will lose your faith, lose your soul, and continue in sin. But you see, and, and because see, a lot of things are not addressed. I saw addressed boldly and said boldly. <laughs> Is it like, 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 like what, what I was saying to you earlier that it's not, you can't be the taxi, uh, the taxi driver or the bus driver and say, counsel me. Yeah. I mean it. I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Because if you are not careful, encouraging people, you know, speak to your shepherd. We have intimate counseling. So it's like, okay, I don't have an appointment here to meet and to see an in, to intimate counseling. So I see the security man at the gate. Then I start pouring my problems on him. It's out of order. What relationship has the security man got with the church? He's come to work. Yes, maybe you don't know, but he's come to work and we've come to church. Yes. What, I mean, what, 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 what has he got to do with the church? So, when it gets to shepherding, pastoral ministry, and the encouragement, and the preaching... And the things that we say encouraging you. Anybody can just think that, oh yes, I'm also a pastor. Because I've been, I've been, I've been around for how many years? The fact that somebody has been around for a number of years does not make the person your counselor or your pastor. I would like you to understand that. You, I mean, you have to understand some things. Because here, the scripture is saying that no man taketh this honor unto himself. It's an honor. It's an honorable thing. It's an honor. It's a privilege to be called a pastor. And, and that calling comes from God. He says, but he that is called of God, he gives the example, as was Aaron. So you don't you don't just meet any uncle in the church and say uncle talk to me or any mini auntie you know look the fact that look, I look, I, I really want you to understand the fact that people have been around 
long enough does not mean they qualify to give counsel or to shepherd or to pastor. You need the call of God. And those who say that we are called, that's why we didn't put them in uniform. So there's no ambiguity. Those who have admitted, they have, they have, no matter their age or whatever, they have admitted that I have the calling. I respect this. I, I respect this thing that God is putting on my life. There are people who I think have it. They also, I, I, but that's my belief. Maybe they don't. They, I also believe that God has called them, but maybe they have not. They have not accepted. Let's like proposing to somebody, I want to marry you. And the person says no. It doesn't mean that you don't want the person. You want the person, but the person doesn't want you. What you do? What you do? What you do? I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to follow the person for the rest of your life? I don't think so. I don't stand for that. That chase one person for a long time. I'm not, I mean, I'm not in favor of that kind of, those kind of um, dog meat, dog behavior. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not into that. I don't, I don't give such counsel. Yes, if I'm your counselor, you see that, I'll say, no, 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 no. I'll say, I'll say, who next? Is there not any other person? Yes, that's what I'll say. I'll say is there not any other person? That you should spend five years following one, one soul. Why is there a soul? Is there a soul you are leading to Christ or what? If it's a soul you are leading to Christ, I can understand. Yes. So there are people. There are people that God calls, but not everybody who accepts it. Some maybe feel too good. Some maybe they are not sure. Some maybe don't understand. That. I don't even know the reason. But I'm telling you that there are people who have accepted it. They have said they have accepted the call. They have said it. They said they are called. If there's any question, last, I mean, a few days ago, isn't it? I had a meeting with another group. You guys, Bishop Kent, the only thing I kept saying to them is that you said you are called. Are you sure you are called? If you are called, come. I'm not calling you. So the call, what I'm saying is that the call of God is so important and so key. And when it's not clear, before you realize anybody at all, you see, and it's because of the disregard for the call and for the office of the pastor and the familiarity and the presumptuousness that makes people feel that we are the same. But God is saying here that don't try, don't try with the offices and the gifts when you are not called or when you have not accepted the call or admitted the call. Don't play around with it. Don't carry, in other words, don't carry yourself as a pastor when you are not. Don't counsel people. Don't give people advice unless it's, like, it's your friend. You are just you are talking about tea. You say that though this type of tea is, is better than the, but don't do church things. Yes. I mean, can you, imagine, can you imagine me entering into a, a hospital and saying that, look, because I have an idea of some few things, I mean, by association with the prophet, I, I can understand a few things. And then I just walk in and say that. The other day, I went, I went to the GP. At the point, the GP started trembling. He asked me, that, do you have any medical background? I said, oh, no, 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 don't worry. Just do your work. <laughs> yes. 
Because when he says this, then I ask him about that. And then he realizes that he doesn't. He starts typing and searching. Then I, then, I, then I mentioned something else. At the point, I realized that, no, the guy looks intimidated. So at the point, he just turned and said, do you, have, do you have any medical background? I said, oh, no, 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 no. I actually said, sorry, just do your work. Just, just do your work. I'm talking too much. I'm talking too much. I'm talking too much. Just do your work. So you have to allow the called people to do their work. And you also have to join the called people if you are called. If the calling is there, join the call people. Don't say, I don't need a title for it. Don't disrespect God. It's God who gave the titles. Don't be cleverer than God, smarter than God. I don't need a title to do the work of God. When God has given titles. Yes. That is what, that, those are the perversions of the world. I don't need a church wedding to live with a woman. Yes. And that's what the Bible calls fornication. I didn't invent the word fornication. I didn't invent it. It's not my invention. Check what, check what fornication is. Check what fornication is and making love. Check, check and see what the difference. I give you that. What's the difference? Process, procedure, everything. Check if there's any difference. And you see that the difference is God. Yes, the difference is God in the relationship. That's the difference. Yes. You see, everything is the same. The difference is God. Yes. So when, when, you, when you throw away God from every, everything, it's like, you know, it's not important. God out. It's not important. God out. Then perversions set in. So you see in the church too, in the church too, people, anybody, anybody at all can come and say, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Doing things, doing things that the priests are supposed to do. And you see, when you, especially when you read the Old Testament, the dispensation of grace may be, I don't know. When you read the Old Testament, you see people who try to do things that priests are supposed to do. They died. Yeah, yeah, yeah they died. So, they see, the office of the priest is something to be respected. It's a sacred office. It's a holy office. It's not just, it's not just, it's not just for, it's just not for the older ones or those who have been around for a long time or we know things, you know, we know a few things. No, no, it's not like that. It creates disorder in the church, disorder, confusion, chaos. Because you see, you see people, sometimes you see some of you, they are pastors, then you have appointed your own pastors because they, they have been around longer. So you have appointed people who are not pastors. Go, you won't talk to any pastor. You've chosen, you've chosen a mini auntie and a mini uncle. Yes, to pastor you. When when God when God's a call, he has called some of the person has said yes. Yes. Imagine you come home. Imagine you, you go, God forbid. Imagine you come home. Your mother, you come home. Your, your husband has come home with another woman and says that, look, I prefer this one. I get on, I get on better with this one than the God ordained one. This one is chubby or this one is skinnier. It's under some of our actions. It's an insult to God when He has called people, chosen them, and they have responded. They are, not because they are perfect. Not because are you perfect? Who is perfect? 
Am I perfect? It's not about perfection. It's not about perfection. It's not about but the call. The call. The call of God. The call of God. And they have said yes to the call. And then we wake up. We have no regard for the call. No regard. No regard. We do what we say. It's like if you like talk. If you talk, that's the last day you see me in the church. Don't go. I'll still beg you. Yes, but I've told you why I'm begging you. <laughs> I think about hell. Yes. So, um, how to develop your pastoral ministry? I'm just, I'm just mentioning the call so that we have respect and regard. How many of you have understood this little part? Yes. So you have respect for it. It's not called the call. It's not just. It's not just little boys and girls on some zealots who like wearing red and white. A call, and they have said yes. They've been bold enough to say yes. They say yes, I accept it. That is what my Bible teaches me that God also regards and God also respects. That's what my Bible teaches me. Not just a nice person around. Not just a nice you 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 shun you shun just living together, not married and everything. You shun it, you say, Oh, it's a sin. It says then respect this other thing that God also says. Also respect it. Really respect it. Otherwise, disobey everything. So we know that you're a real unbeliever. Yes. First Timothy chapter 3. Okay. For the few moments we have left. How many of you are understanding the call? You think you're going to respect the call after today? Yes. When somebody says, oh, you see, this one is called. That's what it means. So this one is called. It has answered the call. Because the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. To. But this one has answered the call. This one may be his call, but has not answered the call. Yes. Yeah. Like in the church, I've been pastoring for a lot of years now. In the church, I see people, this one is married to this one. But I know that this one really wanted this one. But she didn't want. So we married to, so you see, this is the wife, but this was the original wife. Yes. I think you can understand that one better. Yeah, I've been in the church for many years. I've been in the church for many years. I've plenty such examples. Plenty reverence and LPs. You see, this is reverence wife now. But because I've been with them from whenever, I know that reverend wanted this. And this didn't want rev. So reverend for this. Can she, walking around, can she say that she is Mrs. Rev? She dare not. You are shaking your head no. So how can people who have not respected the call of God, you want to recognize them as pastors and leaders? That's why you say no. You are shaking your head no. But you won't have respect for people who have respected God's invitation. And accepted it. And say, I like God. I like God and I like the church he's placed me in. Ah. Sit down so I can preach. Yes. Yes. The marriage one, you seem to understand and agree. Yes. But you don't understand that God is also, when God is choosing you, when God is choosing you, 
It's a very deep relationship he's trying to establish with you. Yes. Very, very deep commitment and devotion. Let's respect it. Eh? Let's respect it. Let's respect it. Let's have some respect for um, the things of God. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 says that this is a true saying. Are you there or you've gone? If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. Okay? Bishop, pastor, shepherd, um, poiman, overseer, it's about the same word. So I would say a bishop, a bishop just means an overseer. Someone who oversees a number of churches. It's not, it's not so much of, uh, I've been around for a long time. Oh, I'm a big man. It just means that a person oversees a number of churches. A number of churches. A number of churches. Yes. A number of churches. Okay. I hope I oversee a number of churches. Yes. I hope so. Okay. No problem. Let's not go into that. Verse 2. Verse 2 says that a bishop then, or you can see the word pastor or overseer, a bishop then, number one, must be blameless. Number two, the husband of one wife. Number three, vigilant. Number four, sober. Five, of good behavior. Six, given to hospitality. Seven, apt to teach. Eight, not given to wine. Nine, no striker. Ten, not greedy or filthy looker. Eleven, patient. Twelve, not a brawler. Thirteen, not covetous. 14, one that ruleth well his own house. Um, what was the next number? 15. 15, having his children in subjection with all gravity. Is that it? Yes, that's it. So how many do we have? 15. So there are 15 pillars in developing your pastoral ministry. I don't know how much time you have this afternoon. And, and where, where do you want me to start from? Yes. Because there are 15 things that you have to develop in your life if you want to be a pastor. Including the self-appointed ones. And the ones appointed by public opinion. And not by the call of God. But by their friends or neighborhood, Peckham neighborhood friends. So I prefer you, I prefer you to talk to me because we all live in the same neighborhood of SE, whatever. Yes. <laughs> Are you there? You're still here. Happy to be here. I'm happy to see you too. So. Take me to verse 1 or verse 2. Verse 2. A bishop there must be blamed. So the first thing is blameless. Blameless. Blameless means without blame. Blame means that there is no issue that can be brought against you. That is the standard. There should be no issue that should be brought against you. Nobody should wake up and, and come up with something against you that would tarnish your reputation. Or blemish your image. Or affect who you are. Or what you claim to be. Blameless. 
The bishop must be blameless. The pastor must be his first, his first qualification is that be blameless, aim to be blameless. It's quite a tough one, isn't it? Yes. Aim to be blameless. Even when even when blame or accusation is raised against you, you should be able to defend it. Yeah. Wherever, wherever the playing field is, let's take it there and, and discuss it. Yes. If I have wronged or not. Because the person must be blameless. He will. So, where are the areas that the pastor must aim to be blameless? I can, I can, I can give you a couple of areas. One, at home. One, at home. Must be blameless at home. If you are young, you are still living with your parents. Your parents and your siblings should not have any accusation. They should not, they should not say to you in the house that those people who respect you so much in the church will come and see you. How you are behaving here. Yes. Yes. Your siblings and your parents should not say that we want to go and see that pastor. Though that pastor, that your bishop who appointed you as a pastor, I would like to have a meeting with him. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be asked in the house. So do they know how you really are? Uh huh. Yes. Give me bishop's number. Give me bishop's number. Give me bishop's number. <laughs> yes. Yes. Give me a bishop's number. I will find the bishop's number. Yes. I have to speak to the bishop. When you see such and receive such threats, it means there's something you have to correct. Don't fight back. Don't be saying, no, these people, they don't understand. They don't. No, the scripture says, be blameless. So nobody should be saying, give me bishop. I need to talk to bishop about you, about your character, about your nature. That you have a dual life. A lot of people have dual lives. Oh, yeah. A lot of people have dual lives. They have two lives. I told you the art of leadership is the art of what? Overlooking a fault. Overlooking a fault. Yes, overlooking the phone. I mean, a number of people have uh, two lives. The sweet Sunday life and the adventurous life for the rest of the week. Adventures. Adventures. Yes, adventures. Double agents. Yes, double agents. But you have to be blameless at home. But you have to be blameless at work. At work too, you have to be blameless. Don't be the lazy one at the workplace. Don't be the lazy one and then you say, you say that all these people are demons. <laughs> have you seen Christians who are always complaining about work colleagues? I mean, work too, you are talking about spirits. Instead of working. Ah, then, then leave the world because the world is full of evil spirits. Everywhere you go, everywhere, your, your discernment of evil spirits only work, only 
only operates in your office. Every office you go to, you are designing evil spirits. Then what about on the bus? What about on the train? What about your Uber driver? What about the movies you've been watching? The movies you've been watching. shouldn't tell you i'm just topping up on the home one should he tell you that bishop should come and see you as he thinks you are an angel bishop should come and see you here bishop should come and see you here when you see him then you are saying yes please yes please thank you please sorry please Or your wife should come and say that the church members, the church members, they should come and see you. Look at how you are behaving. Look at how you are shouting. Hmm. Blameless. Oh, blameless. Blameless. Blameless at work. Then blameless in church. In church, you must be. You shouldn't have fights with everybody like that. You know, you know, um, in this church, apart from you accept that you have a call and answering the call, apart from that, we, um, we, what do we do? We, we also write exams. We have a point system. Before you appoint as a pastor, we have a point system. There are different, different things that you go through. You know, so I remember once, once, not in First Love, in the other church, there was this lady who passed all the exams. She was clever, eh? Yes. I mean, as for exams, it's, it's, I mean, if you pass, you pass. It's not, it's not by word of knowledge. It's all a gift. I mean, you, if you learn, you will pass. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She passed all the exams. So now here I am. I don't have any. She said she has a call. She's in. She's in the ministry, or she's been a ministry head. She's passed all the exams. So now they've brought it to my desk, saying that this is the list of these people who are supposed to become pastors. So I was going through the names. You know. Then I saw this name. Then I asked. I was with the pastors, a panel. We all sitting there because we have to decide. So I said, I'll ask you one question. I said, you have brought these things, which are appoint all these pastors. I said, I'll ask you one question. Can you imagine this person, this person you've brought here because he has passed all exams. Can you imagine this person in a pastor's meeting? Do you know why I asked that question? Because all the pastors that were sitting there, she doesn't talk to any of them except me. She's quarreled with everybody. Every single pastor she has quarreled with the pastor. Doesn't talk to any pastor. I'm the only one she talks to. So I asked them, should she join us? Should she join the f- fellowship of fellowship of pastoral committee? 
Do you want her to come? Or do you have or do you have a scripture to disqualify? Because the scripture says be blameless. So it's not it's not it's not just a past exams. Yes. Everybody, I'm telling you, every every single pastor, I'm sure apart from myself and my wife, we're the only two that she talks to. Yes. And there are people like that. They dismiss everybody. Because they don't take nonsense. <laughs> yes. How can you how can you how can you be a minister in the church? How can you be a minister? How can you be a minister? If you forget minister, somebody wants to be lavados. You see, everybody is quiet. They'll ask, oh, I want to be lavados. What do you think about this person? She's such a nice person. Everybody is quiet. Nobody is talking. Nobody can say yes. Nobody can say no. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because what can you say? This has quarreled with every. The person has a bad temper. The person is rude. Yes, the person is ill-natured. The person is a liar and a deceiver. What can you do? What can you do? What do you do? Yes. Blameless. Are you understand? Are you understanding blameless? Blameless where number one what? At home. Listen to your mother's voice carefully and ask yourself whether you can be a pastor. Number two, what? Number two, at work. Don't be the lazy one. Don't sleep with your colleagues at work. Yes, and then you invite them to church. Now we have an outreach event. Then you have brought them. Then when they, you come around, they, they see you as the MC, the one moderating the for the outreach event and they are sitting there and they've all slept with you or they know one main person who sleeps with you and you've come to breakfast meeting (laughs) and the fourth place you should be blameless is in school Yes, it's in school. Also, be blameless in school. That means I do well in school. Don't cheat in school. Do well. Don't be lazy. Yes, don't be lazy. Don't misbehave. Don't be misbehaving in your school. Do what you have to do. So that you don't say that my school, my uni has messed me up. No. If you say that, we'll know that you are new. Because we bombed that statement out of first love many years ago. Many years ago. My uni has messed me up. Yes. Yes. Because one of my first meetings with some people that I met, they started using that expression. My uni has messed me up. The uni has. I said, I said what are you talking about? <laughs> which, uni, which uni messed you up? I mean, which uni? How did the uni mess you up? What did the uni do to you? You must be very special. Are you Escobes' daughter or something? I mean, I don't understand. How did the uni mess you up? I mean, who, are, who exactly are you? Yes, the system is against you. 
Junior has messed me up. So be blessed. My, my enemies. <laughs> Forgive. So, so far, how many of you think that you are blameless? (laughs) Who can stand? It can only be by the grace, isn't it? But some of you, some of you can already hear, you can hear the voice of your mom. Or you can hear the voice of your husband. Or the voice of your wife. See that look, it's over. It's over. Game set match. <laughs> yes. But grace shall abound. Grace shall abound. Grace shall see you through. Yes. Yes. So you see, you have to be careful how you conduct yourself different places and especially especially in this day and age people are recording you people are taking pictures you have to be very careful yeah so here we are we say we're having pastoral appointment ceremony and then the next thing we check instagram there is a the pastor who has just been appointed i thought you would say god forbid so aim to be blameless. Let me do one more thing and then we close. What's the next one in the verse? The next one is, is what? The husband of one wife. Okay. One. Not one and a half. Not two. Not three. One. Okay. Husband of one wife. Okay. And a wife must be a wife, like the Bible says. Yes. Must be a wife. Okay. I hope you know what a wife is and you, you, are, you still think a wife is a wife. You don't think a wife is something else. Wife. Okay. Husband of one wife. Or wife of one husband. Okay. Do you understand that? So choose. You want to... You want to, <laughs> you want, you want to be a pastor? Choose. Because you can only have one. Stop dilly dallying. Stop dilly dallying. Yes. Stop dilly dallying. Are you recording somebody? Okay. You're just being happy. Stop dilly dallying. Make a decision. Choose one. Stay with her. Marry her. Live with her. Live happily ever after. Yes. Yes. Spend some money. Yes. Just mm. smile. Husband of one wife. No husband of one pipeline. No. One wife. Bring her out of the pipeline. Bring her into the 
greater love encounter service. Yes. Yes. Sit down, sit down. Don't tell her that she goes to church somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Sit down. Yes. That is she's in Luton, so it sounds like London. <laughs> I mean, Luton and London both starts with an L, but it's not it, it's not the same. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. You sit down, you sit down. We are serious. You sit down, we are serious. I don't know what these young men are excited about. But I'm preaching my message. Be serious. Hmm. When people have things to say to their friends, then they use my sermon to say it. Yes. When I'm seriously preaching, they are using my sermon to say things that they want to say to their friends that they've not been saying to him. Yes. So, anyway. Husband of one wife. I think you understand that. I think it's very clear. Yes. Choose a beloved. Marry your beloved. And live happily ever after. You see, that is where you will discover that decision taken is it's the greatest attribute of a leader. Yes. And if you want to know, you want you want to do, am I a leader or not? You don't have you don't have any people to lead or anything. These are the, you have to look at yourself. How do you lead yourself? If you look at most of these things, most virtually all of them, all these 15 things that we read through, it's a it's a lead yourself instruction. It's a lead yourself. Because if you can't lead yourself, how can you lead others? It's a lead yourself situation. Lead yourself, be blameless. Lead yourself, be the husband of one wife. That is, choose, choose a woman because there are many beautiful women. Many, many. Be- when you look, you can be confused. So you have to stop looking. Yes. Choose one. And if you, if you want a key, marry your friend. Yeah. You see, usually people become familiar with their friends. So even when you even when you are suggesting, you will see that they will say that, oh no, he's like my brother. Oh, she's like my sister. But that's the perfect match. The brother is like, what? Do you want to marry a stranger? No. You don't marry strangers. No, don't do that. Don't marry strangers. Marry the one that you all this while you've been thinking of him like a brother. He's because when you are married, you become like brother and sister. Sometimes couples even start looking like each other. Look, look at look, let me see. No, these ones are young. They are young, so they are not there yet. Yes. Yes. When they are older, when they are older. Look, let's be serious. When they are older. Let's be serious. No. Do you honestly think that princess would like to look at Michael at this age? No, she doesn't. She will, be, she will not take it as a compliment, I'm telling you. <laughs> yes. But when they are older. How many of you have noticed? As when couples you start looking like each other. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how it happens, but I know I think I know how it happens. The children. 
You see, the children look a bit like mommy, look a bit like daddy. So when you look at the children and you look at them, it's like you all look as one. Yes. Yeah. It's the children. It's the children that make them look as if they look like each other. Because children are usually a mixture of mommy and daddy. Mixture of mommy and daddy. This one looks like mommy. This one looks like daddy. So now when you look at daddy, you see this child and you see mommy. Uh-huh. That's what it is. Yes. So anyway, husband of one wife. Okay, one wife. Just one. You can have one. You can only have one. You can only have one. And when you have one, you can't change your mind. You understand? Yes. I won't allow you to change your mind. You have to stay with it. Yes. That's what, that's what I'm telling you. Don't choose a stranger. Strangers look nicer than those who've been around for a long time. Because the unknown, the unknown looks more attractive. There's no familiarity. You don't know her problems. You don't know her issues. You don't know her weaknesses. So the unknown always looks nice. It looks nice because you don't know about the problems. Yes. So it is always safer to choose the known. Many, many years ago, I had a brother like that. He said he doesn't like all the known ones. This one is too much. This one is too quarrelsome. This one is too like that. So suddenly, God blessed us with a new girl. You should see her fresh and cute. And then he said he likes. I said, okay, take. Who are there? We are there. Rev, can I see you? So you can't see me. I'm available. Then he came. He said, I've just discovered. You see, this girl, this girl, you see, that, that's, the, that's the first time I discovered the term international fornicator. Meaning that, meaning that she has done different nationalities. She's into nationalities. So, I'm telling you, you're very serious. So, he said, he doesn't want any more. I said, do you know what I said because the church was not so big so I asked him a question I said if you leave him now what would you tell everybody the reason is when we were telling you that take this one that we know we know she is a bit hyper but I mean that's what it is. Now you want to swap. I said, brother, you will marry her. <laughs> no, that, then I was younger. I was a lot, lot, lot younger. I said, no, no, no. I said, no, no, no. You will marry her. You will. I said, you are leaving her for who? Is that how to embarrass people? Is that how to just... Because you've discovered all these things about her. You are running away. You are running where? To where? Hmm? <laughs> So we went for the wedding. I officiated the wedding. Oh, yes. International player. I officiated, officiated a powerful wedding. Oh, you should see them. You should see them today. Married with beautiful children. Living happily ever after. Yes. When I see him, I ask him that, are you happy? He says, oh, Bishop, very happy. <laughs> very happy. Just, just the two of us understand the question. Are you happy? Oh, very, 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 very happy. Very, very, very happy. Very, very happy. Yes. You're leaving here for who? And for where? And to where? You see, because the new looks beautiful. She looks beautiful. Because you don't know anything about it. That's why she looks beautiful. 
Hmm? So there are people who don't like to choose from amongst a flock. They're always looking abroad. And I always tell them that where you are choosing from, there are brothers there. Have you asked yourself why they haven't chosen here? Have you asked yourself why they also haven't chosen here? You to ask yourself, why, why didn't they choose? Because they are brothers there, able bodied brothers. Six pack, eight pack, one pack, they're all there. Choose one, make that decision. It's a mark of leadership, it's the greatest attribute of leadership. Decision. Decide. Decide. So carefully in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Get the counseling before you make the choice. And when you choose, that is it. Be safe. Choose and stay. When you marry and there are issues, come. We will counsel, we'll solve it. I said I said to I said to somebody once that look, I'm, I'll be like a mechanic to you. When you have a problem, come. I'll fix it. Wow. Yes. And she's been coming, and I've been fixing. He comes, I say, no, this one, we need to change the brake fluid. We change the brake fluid to work. (laughs) What you do? What you do? What you do? do? Yes, that's it. We just just be changing the thing. Just change the brake parts, change the oil. Yes. Because another thing you have to learn is to also have to stay. You have to learn to stay in the marriage and stay happy. First love marriages are sweet marriages. Yes. So stay and stay happily. Be happy. Do happy things. I mean, do happy things. You are young, you are fresh, you are new. Do happy things. Make yourselves happy. Yes. Yes. Be happy. Don't just, don't just wait for birthdays or holidays before you. Just be there. So they ask you, what's the occasion? They just say, the occasion is you. You are the occasion. I'm celebrating you. I'm celebrating you. Come on now. Things. Let me be happy. Yes. See, your wife is pregnant. Buy, buy her t shirt that says popcorn and take her for a walk. Tell her, You're my popcorn. You're popping. You're popping. You're my popcorn. Enjoy the different seasons of life. Enjoy. Do nice things. Instead of looking for faults, may your eyes be blind to faults. Yes. See, see the good things and talk about the good things. Have good, have good traditions in your house. A time where you drink tea together. You sit together and you drink tea. Then you are chatting. You are just drinking tea. Good, I mean... You know, some of the things, you see, are you listening to me? Are you listening? See, some of the things that you've never seen your parents do it before. 
So you have to learn it and you have to, you have to create it in your house. Because now you are the, the boss of the house. Create it. Create it. Create that this is the time we are drinking. What are you doing? It's, it's tea time. Yes, you start shouting. Where, is, where are you? Come, let's sit unless we are drinking tea. Or you don't drink tea. What do you drink? Coke. Please. You are in England. How can you be drinking Red Bull? Drink tea. Yes. Have different. Say that. Quiet. Look, you people, I'm preaching. Oh. Look, buy different flavors of tea. Yes, different flavors. And have institute tea time in your house. Tea time. Institute tea time in your house. Yes. That's where, that's where you... Have you... Have you heard the song, Let's Sit and Talk? Yes. That you play such music. Prepare a playlist. And be playing such music as you are sitting down and talking. Let's sit and talk. Yes. Yes. Even your beloved, you can create it. You can meet. You can meet her at Costa, and then put your phone down and lower the volume a bit and press play as you are having tea with her. So tell her that I'm training you when we get married every time at this time we will be drinking tea together. Yes. Yes. Do nice things. Be happy. Happiness. You don't want to be happy? Yes. Rowena, are you going to pre- tea time? Yes. Tea time. Whatever. Drink tea. Yes. Anything you want to add, I see. Cake, scones, chocolate, biscuits, anything, add it. But don't add a lot, okay? Yes. Don't bring six scones to the table. No. We'll have other problems. forgive <laughs> quiet so I can finish husband of how many wives wow. and you are going to stay with her and be happy with her and do happy things with her do happy things be happy together together forever yes be together forever so when you are preaching to your sheep you are a pastor you are preaching to your sheep you give good examples good examples you see, sit down, let me tell you my last story. <laughs> you see, my wife had gone to work once. And she, had, she had left her car at the train station. Just happens, I mean, as, as her habit is, she'll be telling you when she's coming home, this train time, this, this. So when she got to the train station, there I was with my car. And she said, ah, but you know I've parked my car. I said, yes, I'm giving you a lift from the door of the station to your car. Man. Man. 
You can imagine. Yes. Can imagine. Yes. Yes. As I'm lifting you from the door, from the door of the train station, as you've come out into my car, I'm driving you just round like that to the car park, to the side of your car, like a president who has come off a helicopter. Yes. Ah. I thought you'd be saying, oh. So you see, recently she had she had gone to work and she was coming. She said, Will you come and pick me up again? I said, I said, sister, sister, you are spoiling the thing. You are spoiling that, that's not how it works. You don't demand for it. She said, You don't demand for it. I said, relax, relax, relax. Yes, relax. Relax. Yes. Two nice things. Yes. She do nice things. She was away for work once. Then she just called me from wherever she was. She said, I'm buying you a ticket. I want to just come for one night and fly back. I said, hey, sister, you are very deep. This one, you are breaking all barriers now. Are you learning nice things? Don't, Don't major on faults and problems. You can't live forever. You can't live happily forever. Look at the nice things and the good things. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to close. So stand to your feet as we close the service. Stand to your feet. Yes. 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 instead of fighting your husband through the phone or or your beloved, why don't you tell your beloved, what are you doing? Why don't you come over to my office? Or wherever I am. We can just catch a meal somewhere quickly and then you go back. I just want to see you. I just want to see you. Even if I have 30 minutes break, I just want to see you for 30 minutes. It's enough. Yes. Just want to see you for 30 minutes. Is it not beautiful? Is it not nice? Is it not wonderful? Husband of how many wives? One. One. No, no side chicks. Mm-mm. No side chicks. No side chicks. No side chicks. So learn it. When you are beloved, those in one beloved, we don't do three. Be- we don't have six people in your pipeline. Yes. What, what I, because I say pipeline, so you've loaded the pipeline. What, is it a gun? Is it a gun? Yes. Anyway, you can see out of the 15, we've just done two, isn't it? So thank God for this afternoon. Thank him for his blessing. Thank him for his word. And thank him for his help. And the grace to develop your pastoral ministry. The grace to be a good shepherd. A good shepherd. A good basenta leader. A good basenta shepherd. A good pastor. A good lady pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your blessing.
Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Some of you should be praying about the call. You should be praying about the call. Asking God for mercy. The Lord, Lord, I want to answer the call. I would like to answer the call. I believe I'm called. I believe I know I'm called. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Guide us by your spirit. Guide us by your spirit. Let your spirit, let the Holy Spirit be our guide. Let the Holy Spirit be our guide. Guide us, guide us, guide us, guide us, guide us by your spirit, oh God. Guide us. Guide us. Mata Shipatasaya. Malo Mata Shandele Bikapatasaya. Pradeh Remi dama lima dona labra diva kapata satata. Febi. Anoint us, O God. Anoint us, O God. With your spirit. By your spirit. With your spirit. By your spirit. Anoint us, O God. Anoint us for your work. Anoint us for your work. Anoint us for your work. Help us for your work. Save us. Save us, Lord. Deliver us from the things that destroy our calling. Things that destroy our relationship with you, the thing that drowns us, Lord, from serving you, from living for you, from living pure lives, living right lives, Lord, to serve you, to honor you, Lord, save us, Lord, cleanse us, Lord, cleanse us, Lord, cleanse us, Lord, strengthen us, oh God, to serve you, to serve you, and to live for you, and to honor you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the call. We thank you that you would even choose us and honor us with such a great call, Lord. Lord, we get excited about the calls, even messages from important people. How much more you, Lord, when you call us, Lord. It's such a great honor. It's such a great privilege that you would choose us to work for you and to be called your servants is a privilege. Thank you, Father. Heal our ears. Heal our eyes. Heal our hearts. That we may hear, see, and believe in your call without doubt. 
without questions. Thank you, Father, for the encouragement of your Holy Spirit. I bless your precious name. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, while every eye is closed still and every head is bowed still in prayer, I want to pray for you. If you're here, maybe for the first time or after a few times, you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I believe today is my day. I believe today is my day. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to serve God. I want to serve this God you're talking about. I want to give myself to him. I want to give my life to him. I want to be his child. I want my sins to be forgiven and my mistakes to be washed away. Today, I want to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, please pray with me. If you're here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand very quickly and I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. Wherever you're standing. God bless you. I can see your hand. God bless you. Lift it up high. Keep it up. 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 Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. God bless you. I can see your hands. I can see your hands. I believe there's, I believe there's someone else. You want to give your life to Jesus today. Pastor, pray with me. Today is my day. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just your right hand. Don't think about anybody. It's about you. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Follow the promptings that God is giving you today. That yes, my son, my daughter, I'm choosing you. I'm choosing you. Just your right hand. And I pray with you. God bless you. And I pray with you. God bless you. I can see all your hands. I see Now, if you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front so I pray with you. Have your hand lifted up. Come. Come. Maybe even lift up your hand. But you feel in your heart that you want to give your life to Jesus today. Come. Come out of your seat. Yes. Come. Come and join us here. Come. Come from wherever you are. Come. Yes. Come. You lifted up your hand. Come. Yes. Yes, there is room. Yes. I'm waiting for you to lift it up your hand. There is room. 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 Jesus is calling. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus is saving. Jesus saves. Yes. There's still room for one. Is there one more? Who is choosing Jesus today? Who is choosing Jesus today? Come. You are choosing Jesus. Come. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. our heads and pray if you want to join us please come now come now don't say tomorrow don't say another time don't say i'm not ready if you are thinking about it it means god is calling you and god is choosing you to come if you are thinking you are debating within yourself i want you to make that those steps take those steps and come now and give your life to jesus we are about to pray this is our final call you're about to pray so if you want to come come now and join us come out of your seat now and join us as we pray bow your heads with me close your eyes let's say this prayer together say heavenly father thank you for today thank you for jesus 
who died on the cross for my sins and rose up on the third day. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Say, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. I am very sorry. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. In Jesus' name. Father, may they be blessed in salvation. May they have a new life and a blessed life. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please receive this gift. We have these gifts for you. God bless you. Before you go back to your seat. God bless you. God bless you. You may go back to your seat. Clap for them as they go back. God bless you. We want to receive our communion. The blood that Jesus shed children with the blessing of the father the children be blessed and be forgiven of every mistake you have ever made the lord increase the sons increase the daughters may you multiply and become a great nation and possess the land whatever represents iron in your life Whatever represents a prison 
you are set free. You are swimming free. Your liberty is discussed everywhere. Your freedom is amazing. You'll be hearing congratulations. You'll be you'll be hearing well done. And you'll be hearing thank God for what grace He has given to you. The Lord bless you. The Lord give you peace. The Lord make His face to shine. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen. Shout a big amen. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.